Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Hi, Jason Gibbs, Joy Production Manager. It's Radiothon time. We still need Joy and we need your support. If you appreciate our free podcast service, our voice for the LGBTI community globally and the volunteers that make our service possible, please sign up, renew your Joy membership or make a tax-deductible donation before June 30 to keep our service possible. You may win a prize. Head to joy.org.au and click on either the Become a Member or Donate tabs to support us. If you appreciate our podcast service, let us know in the comments section when making your donation. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them, at joy.org.au and on iTunes. The following program contains content of a sexual nature and coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. Touch your microphones. It is not moist Mondays, everybody. It is wild, wet Wednesdays here on a Joy 94.9. I have burst into the studios after two years off air, stolen the studio from the Hide and Seek boys. I am filling their holes tonight here. Sammy has returned here just for a very special International Women's Day show tonight. Thank you so much to Chicks Talking Footy here. It is amazing to hear not only chicks talking footy but great to see the AFL women's doing so amazing this year unfortunately my pies aren't doing all that well but my darling wife's bears are doing fantastic this year so go the women's footy now I am so very 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 excited this evening because for my international women's day show this evening I am joined in the studio by two absolutely amazing and inspiring women the first um, woman who I am going to introduce to you this evening is someone who is not unusual to be heard on air here at Joy 94.9. She's someone who is incredibly special to me. She is uh, my leather sister, someone who is very dear to my heart. She is a queer women's erotic writer. She is the owner of LaBouche Books. She is a publisher. Uh, Kale Joy, welcome back to Joy 94.9. Thank you, Sammy. It's always good to be here. How was that for a fanfare for you? Beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, joining you in the studio with us this evening, you've brought in an amazing woman who you have been chasing down for quite some time, and uh, clearly she didn't run f- quite fast enough because you've actually managed to catch her and bring her in. And we're so very excited because she has brought um, in with her a book that she has published 
established and she's been working on for quite a while. It is what one might call a little bit of her life's work. She is someone who has written a book that we are so very excited about. She is a sex educator, um, an award-winning sex journalist, a sex worker, a sex podcaster. This woman has done so much work. It is extraordinary. This book is so poignant. It is one of the most significant books since Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. The book is A Teen's Guide to Getting Off. Eva Sless, welcome to Joy 94.9. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Sammy. I'm exhausted <laughs> just reading all of that out. How do you fit that in and maintain the very busy life that you have as well? You know, it's really, it's tricky because it sounds really full and interesting and exciting and like I'm, you know, constantly busy. And I'm actually not, so... <laughs> no, no, don't I lie. Just, we know better. We do know better. I suppose I just... Because I, I'm so passionate about my work and it's also my life, it's actually quite easy to sort of fit it all in because I'm doing it anyway. I'd be doing it because I do it. So someone wants to pay me or, or hear my words or bring me on a show or anything like that, then that's that's great because I'd be doing it anyway. So, yeah, that's probably how I fit it in. Now, don't forget, at any time you can get in contact with us. You can SMS 0427-JOY949. You can email on air at joy.org.au. And there may be someone out there to give us, to pick up the phone on 1300-JOY949. I believe Jeffrey may be in the building giving us a little bit of honour out there this evening too. So, Come on and give us some love because uh, it's been a little while since you've heard my voice on the airwaves and I'd love to hear what you've been up to as well since the wet spot was last year. Now, International Women's Day is a very, very special day which we love to talk about how important um, different lives of different women are and something that has always been very, very special for me is being able to talk about the lives of supporting women in their sex and sexuality and something... um, um, for you especially, KL, is, you know, being able to be um, a queer writer, um, you know, it has been, you know, something that has taken you a while to sort of, you know, be able to um, put that um, out there, uh, you know, and get that, you know, but, um, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Um, I, I started publishing my own stuff because there were very few publishers who kind of wanted to know anything about me as a queer writer. And when I did find a publisher, I found that they completely misread me. So that actually led me to to um, start La Bouche Books as a company because, and, and our, our premise is that you have to be a kinky, queer, alternative writer to be in our stable or in our house, we'll call it. I think that might be nicer. <laughs> Stable's good, though. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of why we started La Bush Books is because the, the kinky queer aspect of who I am as a person comes through in all of my writing. Do you think that um, having um, that basis and that knowledge within yourself as well um, has made that, um, given you that better basis as a publisher? So then, when you do have writers coming with um, that in, with with that knowledge to you, um, that you're able to sort of look at their work and um, be able to sort of work with it better. Oh, absolutely! Uh, looking at Eva's work and and in particular. 
knowing her journey of getting knockbacks from mainstream publishers and, and not being able to get it out there because it was, and I'm going to use air quotes here on air, too niche. Um, but that's what we do really well. We do the niche market really well. And it was just so, it's, it would sit so well within our stable house that I went, I, I had to have this book. I had to have this book. You know that, Eva. <laughs> I know, I know. We just got a message handed to us from 1300 Joy949. Andrea from Kobeg. This is the Andrea that I think it is. It's absolutely awesome to hear from you, Andrea. She said, absolutely fabulous. Love to hear your voice on air again on Joy Sammy. So that's really lovely to hear from you. So, yeah, give us some love on 1300 Joy949 on air at joy.org.au or SMS on Oh four two seven joy nine four nine. If you have a question for KL Joy on how to get started on being a queer or kinky writer, or even for Eva about um, what the processes that she went through on getting um, this book started. Now, for you, Eva, you know, once you've sort of um, started the thinking process for you for this book, where did you sort of you know start to go from there of Taking the taking from your own life experiences, um, taking it from there to the next step. Look, that was actually really easy because I was already writing about that sort of stuff anyway. The difference was the stuff that I was writing and the education that I was giving was for older women. Uh, so it was all this sort of information for people in their sort of you know, anyone from, or any women, but sort of most of the people that would come along to our workshops and that read the stuff that I do, sort of 35 and upwards. And almost at the time you were writing for um, Penthouse and People magazine. So and, I was working doing, as a freelancer yeah. for a lot of those magazines and I had a column in um, Adult Matchmaker, which I still do, which is like sort of every, yeah, it's like sex columns, sex positivity, um, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I was writing for, there was a, there's a young women's magazine called Birdie Magazine, which doesn't exist anymore, which is really sad. It was a great, it was sort of like, kind of like Dolly Magazine, but a little bit more feminist, a little bit more political, um, online, really great sort of stuff. But that's, yeah, since, since closed, just online media does. Um, and yeah, I think, um, I just sort of took the tack of writing it in a, for a different perspective for, for, for younger people, the same information, just slightly more easy language and a slightly more uh, age-appropriate kind of um, a- approach approach to it. But it was it wasn't hard to write in in that sense. Because one of the things I think that you do find is, um, and we spoke about this at um, the book launch. We launched uh, your book last week at mm. Hairs and Hyenas, and we are very, very lucky here in Melbourne to to have, um, you know, the only. Um, bookshop really in Australia, a queer bookshop um, in Australia, and to, it's such a great loss to know that you know resources are, are dying mm. out. Um, and and having when we were launching the book last week, we were talking about how there is such uh, little resources available. Every time we talk about puberty, um, that. The everything for boys is all about sex. Mm. So it's about masturbation and it's about not getting girls pregnant and it's about sex and it's about pleasure. But with girls, it's very medical and it's about how to put in a tampon, how to put on a pad, how to don't wear white pants. Don't and, get pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> and well, yeah, even if that, and it's like, you know, be careful, you can't go swimming when you've got your period. Mm-hmm. Well, it's different when we, when, you know, I was yeah. growing up, well, I'm sort of, you know, 
feeling a little bit old at the moment but you know it's <laughs> like you know we have we have it tended to be a little bit medical but you know i think it's it's changing a lot now joy 94.9 your voice your radio station joy 94.9 it's Penny Wong. It's great to be here on Joy 94.9 with Sammy. You are on Joy 94.9 and uh, just every time I hear Penny's voice, sorry, I just have to just hit a little shiver. <laughs> that was actually from uh, a show I did back um, in 2013, an International Women's Day show. I was very privileged to speak to, I think, um, about 12 or 13 of Australia's um most wonderful some of Australia's most wonderful women so yeah it was really lovely we have some messages through on uh 0427 joy 949 uh sue and jen says great to have you um back on air sammy um we have also got another message saying you guys sound great um and also says from Tennille, who says, great to have you back on air again, sitting here with a balcony full of women celebrating International Women's Day, listening to women talking about women. Amazing. That's from... Oh, that's great. That's, that's awesome. from that our... Heart go, oh. That's from our boss. That's even better. This just makes their hairs all stand up on the back of my neck. Thank you, Tennille. Um, she uh, has worked really long and hard um, to get me back on air. So, yeah, a lot of... Um, a lot of petitioning. A lot of petitioning, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was, that's a great word, Sissy. I, uh, yeah, I was looking for that. So just before, just before we were listening to some amazing um, community messages, um, we were sort of talking about the differences in um, the way that um, puberty is presented between boys and girls as they were growing up, Eva. And that's one thing that I love the way that you've presented in your book is a really fresh and... Um, very well presented way um, for for the girls to actually have and it is very informative it is very open and it is very wonderful to see that girls can actually open this book and they can say you know this is this is the you know the way that we you know things are actually really happening mm. and they can find out information they don't have to you know delve into the depths of the internet and you know click on 20 things that they don't want to see. Mm. I think the one thing I really wanted to do with this book was was be honest, you know. Um, you, there are so many of, and not so much these days, I admit, but when we were growing up at school, a lot of the books on puberty and period always talked about this awakening of womanhood and the beauty of your period and all this kind of flowery bullshit talk What's about... What's beautiful about it? I mean, exactly. get serious. It, sorry, it sucks. It absolutely does. Bleeding out of your vagina every month for the rest of your life once you turn 15 is not nice no. or however old you turn, but you know what I mean? It's not pleasant. No, and no, the mood really. swings that come with no. all that, as well as the mood swings of puberty, I mean, that's mm. completely different to the mood swings of you know, ovulation and menstruation and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then you've got no. your growth spurts and then your face is breaking. I mean, puberty is a horrible, horrible time. Yeah. And so mm. for people to kind of you know, <laughs> cotton wool it and make it seem like it's this really exciting, positive, you know, I mean, it's great. It is, it is great in a way and you're changing, you're growing, you're becoming... And, and adult and, and all that stuff is great. But the actual process to get there is pretty nasty. It's gross. And, and, you know, it's full of zits and blood and all that sort of stuff. So why not say that? So, look, it's going to be a bit shit mm. and it's going to feel a bit weird. You'll get through it, though, and mm. the rewards are really good. And But this is what's happening. Um, and I don't want to sugarcoat anything because they're going to find out that it's all crap when they get there. So 
Yeah, teens have a bit of a bullshit meter. Yeah, they do, don't and they? And this, this really creates, like, this book has, has created it in the straightest talk possible. Mm. Like, it, you, you just get a, get the message across in the easiest way. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that very early on, um, that when you were telling me about this book, mm. I remember when I was, um, you know, quite a quite a, a while ago um when this book was first going into production um and the Kyle process was, of coming the process being. of yeah it was coming birthing. to be the birthing. it was a long long birthing process it was a lot longer than an actual pregnancy <laughs> the puberty of this book yes <laughs> um and you know and um Kayla was always telling me about all the different stages of the book and you know and she would go oh and you know this and that. and you know and being able to say that you know it's raw and it's real and mm. and um and the fact that you know it actually talks about it like it is yeah. and that and that's one of the things that stuck with me is is you know because i have a you know like uh, you know i have a teenager you know it is a te- he is a teenage boy mm. um but it's one thing that the three of us have in common is we're we're raising kids we're raising kids in a sex positive household mm. they are at different ages but they are being raised in a sex positive mm. household so it's something that's not done often um in parenting even today mm. um however it is something that um that we do talk about a lot yeah however it's something that you know. It was very noticeable that you were telling me very on about this book because teenagers do have this inbuilt bullshit meter, mm. and it's like if they start if they pick up a book like this, and in today's society, um, and again, I just felt really old saying that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, no, well, is this where we're, we're supposed to jump in and say, "Oh no, no, no," but you're not. <laughs> No, because you have a year on me, so you can't do that. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> she's laughing because we're older than both of her. Um, <laughs> really Happy fortieth, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, but the thing is, though, um, they they can they can find anything at one click. That's right. Um, and and we have to. We want them to read a book. And I mean, yes, you can buy it online. And and. Uh, which you know is is a very viable resource, mm. um, and it doesn't really matter how they're reading it. It's the fact that they're reading it. But you want to be able to get their attention long enough that they are going to be able to read it. Mm-hmm. And it's getting past that bullshit meter, yeah. and it's getting past the fact that they'll sit there and read it. But I think it's. I mean, it's very similar to. I remember Bill Hicks doing a speech on you know, a talk on drugs and stuff, and talking about the fact that. You know, we we tell people all the time that you know don't take drugs; they're going to kill you. They're bad. They're awful. And that, but when you take them, you have a really great time. So you you don't believe that stuff in the end. You everything just becomes sort of a lie about it. And it's the same with sex. When we talk about sex, we talk about you know, I, you know you're going to get sick and you, you're going to you know it's going to all the bad stuff that happens with sex. And then you go out and you have sex and you actually really enjoy it. And you think, well, that's all bullshit. Maybe everything else is bullshit. And but you're not given any information on how to you know do it but i think as women particularly as teenage as teenage women um we are used to being fed that rhetoric mm. so um, growing up um you know even now you know by by the elders is if you still you know treat our teenage girls like mushrooms well basically um, it, on, from one level to another girls uh, are raised as in in the idea that sex is something that happens to them 
That, exactly. It's not something they do or yes. they indulge or they enjoy. It happens to them. They are fucked or whatever. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to change is that sex is about the two people or three or whatever who are having sex equally and it's not something that is done to you that you give to someone that you, you know, it's something that you enjoy and you create yourself. Um, and so that's sort of something that I try and get that message across without being super explicit about it in that, in that sort of you know, linear way. It is the thing that, the thing that um, is um, very polar different about this book in comparison to um, most other books, um, you know, there isn't a lot of books like this on the market for mm. starters, but the thing that's polar different about this book than, than any other book like this on the market um, is a very um, – very raw and um, honest um, LGBTIQ um, section in it. Um, you've done it from uh, a section saying, basically saying, I did not grow up as a queer kid. I'm writing it from a from a. I have I have spoken to queer kids. I'm doing it from their perspective. Um, I don't. I am not a trans kid. I don't. You know. So. Um, and you're doing it from a um, – you don't have to be a queer kid to buy this book, um, but if you have uh, – if you're growing up and you have queer friends, this will give you a little bit of a, of an insight mm. because you can be um, – you, you will have a little bit of an insight of some of the things that they're going through coming out. Mm. Um, so it is, a, it is still a very great section because it does go through um, a lot of the ideals of – of what um, and it's got a really great section of some of the some of the thought processes, um, some of the support networks, um, and and also um, where yeah where where um, where the where the kids are actually you know coming from. Mm. So so not only um, not only being a queer kid, but also growing, but also going to school with queer kids. Yeah, so, yeah. and that's that's a bit that I was really impressed by. Well, I think, you know, I mean, it's the same way that in sort of in, in the sort of beginning of the book, I talk about the fact that this is, this is for cis girls, heterosexual, queer, um, you know, um, uh, <laughs> I've lost the word, um, LGBTIQ, but for cis girls. And that sort of the body stuff in the sense of puberty and, and what's going to happen and all that is all very yeah. similar. It doesn't matter if you're going to have sex with women later or have sex with men later or have sex with no one later. The way your body is working is going to be kind of along the same lines. Um, but sex itself is very different depending on where you identify um, and all that sort of stuff. But with the So with the little queer section that I put in there, I just really wanted to sort of just... This book, just because it's about sex, and most of the sex that I talk about in it is is heterosexual insofar as because it's easier because um, I want to talk about boys as well in there. And so when you talk about penises and, and all that sort of stuff, you may as well put them together and then... You, but I think the... Um, that came out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think the main thing is I just wanted these girls to know that, you know, it is all normal and it's all on a scale... And no matter if you are queer or you are straight or you have queer friends, that there is a resource there that's going to show you who you can talk to, where you can go and how you can talk to your friends and come out to your friends or what if someone comes out to you. I mean, you can't have one 
side of this without the other. You can't. I can't have this book without one soon coming for boys and one coming for trans kids. It, you can't teach one side of the lesson. But it's not just about sex. I no. mean, it, you know, it is about the changes that your body goes through at puberty. It's, it, is about, it is about so much more. It's mm. not just about fucking. No. So if you take that out of it, you're only taking part of the book out. Mm. So, you know, the, the, the teen girl's guide to getting off is not just about the fucking part. No, well, it so is, because it's about it, the pleasure. Yeah, it's, part, it's about yeah. pleasure part. So mm. you know, you know, when uh, when we come back from the messages that we'll be listening to shortly, and one of my favourite songs in the world, um, we will um, we will also talk about um, one of our, one of our favourite topics, which of course you know, you know who does not like talking about masturbation, and who does not like saying masturbation, and who does not like masturbating, and who, well, there's that. <laughs> you, you've got no qualms here. No, no, those three, three weird men in the studio going, hello, hello, hello. We're here, um, <laughs> we're queer, we masturbate, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're here, we're queer. And, you know, there's so many different terms for it. And mm. that's one of the things that I also like in the book is <laughs> there is, and, you know, like women are, have always been put, and, you know, we have a bit of a laugh when I say this, are put in a box when it comes yes. to masturbation yeah. about they're only allowed to use certain terms because most of the terms when it comes to masturbation are male-orientated. Mm, mm. God forbid if a woman says, I'm going to have a wank. Mm. Yes. Because all of a sudden everyone goes, <gasps> you can't <laughs> say boys wank. Boys do that. <laughs> you know, like there's so many dykes I know. That that's that's the term that they use. So well, I use I use I've always sort of used wank as a term because that's it's what it so is. It's so hot, and I don't think I ever associated wank with a penis because it was just it was just another term for masturbation as such. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, I always just said wank as masturbation. It was like just a general word. It's hot, like fuck for having mm. sex. It's yeah. not gender mm. specific or whatever. No, it's, it's not. Mm. Yeah, mm. connecting, representing. Celebrating Joy 94.9. You are on Joy 94.9 in the wet spot. It is wild, wicked, wet Wednesdays here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you girls, you're just totally fucking perfect to me. You're here with KL Joy and Eva Sless, and we are celebrating International Women's Day 2017. Be bold for change. Yes. Hashtag. What is that? Oh, my God. So I'm just going to do something. I'm going to just totally talk about something totally, like, uh, ridiculous. So I watch reality TV, right? Mm -hmm. I just had to do that hashtag thing. Those stupid, silly, silly people that do the hashtag thing on the cooking show. Hashtag. So it's like air quotes of the 80s is now the hashtag of the right. I've not seen that. Neither have I. I'll anyway. start saying it ironically soon, like totes, and then it will take over my vocabulary and I'll be like hashtag totes everywhere. And it's <laughs> embarrassing. You're so you're so on point with the teens of the day, oh, aren't you? Oh my god! Thankfully, you are so on point with teens of today with this amazing book that you have just written. How is that for a segue? Oh, beautiful segue! Teens <laughs> Girls Guide to Getting Off, published by Labouche Books, which is why we have these amazing women in the studio tonight on International Women's Day. Now, the reason that I love this book so much is growing up, there was pretty much 
nothing for us to sort of look at. There was, you know, you'd steal somebody's copy of A Joy of Sex. Mm-hmm. Um, there was pretty much no information you would, if you were lucky enough to have someone's big sister saying, go and get the mirror and have a look while you were having a wee and the wee comes out of one hole and the tampon goes in the other Alcohol. hole. Um, you know, you weren't pretty much going to learn anything about anything. So um, the you have a fantastic chapter in the book called The Big V. Now, one of the things that um, has been, I suppose I will call it a little bit of a bugbear to me um, as, part of, as part of my um, push um, for my part of feminism in women's sexuality yeah. um, is this losing it, um, yeah. it, that we are less than when we fuck for the mm. first time. Mm. And of course, but particularly for queer women, you know, when you are having sex with a woman for the first time, if it's not penis into vagina sex for the first time, you know, like all of a sudden you are less than, um, you know, you're, you're not a virgin or you are not actually having sex or, you know, this whole ridiculous construct around this patriarchal mm. society um, that's made up. Um, so yeah, it's completely made up. Like it just made it. It makes no sense whatsoever. No. So, um, and I really love that you actually really delve into this, um, and you know, you've you you. It's called losing it. Yes, losing it. The big V. Well, I just think the whole idea of virginity it bothers me a lot because there's nothing to it but control. There's nothing to it except to say to one particular gender there's something wrong with you or there's something less about you or there's something bad or dirty or wrong when exactly the same thing to the opposite gender is, oh, you're a hero, you're a man, you're a stud, score the chicks, you know. Not trying the bedpost yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. You know, you've got almost an entire movie genre set up about boys getting laid for the first time, you know, your Revenge of the Nerds, American Pie, like it. Almost any high school American movie, the boys are trying to have sex or trying to find someone to have sex with. Mm, mm. And the girls are, you know, these sort of receptacles. Having they're sex, an object, sex, yeah. Sex is something that happens to you, mm. all that. And they're usually, you know, the slut, Lay the back, whore, get the, the Vaseline out. Puberty Blues Puberty was a blues. prime example exactly. in the 70s. You mm-hmm. know, make sure you find out where the condom went. That's get right. in the back of the shagging wagon. Hold on for dear life. And yeah, you that's, walk right, out that's right. But you also, yeah. I mean, Puberty Bow-legged Blues had for a great... Week sort of look at, I guess, the, two, the different sides of, of that in women as well. Like yeah. You've got this idea of boys can have sex, girls, you know, can't, they're dirty. But then in the Puberty Blues story, the girls that are having sex, the popular girls, the, the surfy girls, the Green Hills gang or whatever it is, that it's actually all right that they're having sex because they're mm. the popular girls and they're cute and they're, you know. Then you've got, I think it's Fran, who is doing all the same things that these other girls are doing but she's, she's labelled she's labelled as this slut and a whore and they gang rape her pretty much leave her in gutters all this stuff and she keeps going back because that's you know she's trying to get the acceptance and all this sort of stuff mm. she's doing exactly the same as the other girls and the other girls who are doing this are calling her a mole and a slut and a whore and it's this is this like hashtag slut shaming yeah it is absolutely mm. hashtag slut shaming but it's mm. hashtag slut shaming by people who are doing exactly the same thing that you are doing but something you said at the launch stuck with me and uh, I just want to jump yeah. in mm. here for a second because um, you said that our rhetoric our story our of sexuality and sex 
has an overlaying shame to it. It really does. And and that that really struck me and I mm. just like to hear well, that's you, yeah, sort of a little what, bit more on that. What it comes to with with you know what Sammy said about mm. you know the girls being losing their virginity, being mm. deflowered, giving a gift. It's it's all these things that you sort of are providing to somebody else. Nothing mm. about what you are giving or providing for yourself or mm. indulging in yourself. Um, and shame <coughs> is a huge part of that. You are supposed to feel ashamed of your nudity mm. it, without anything to do with sex. I mean, just the term Rudy Nudy, which we all say to our kids, <laughs> oh, running around, Rudy Nudy. When you actually think about what that is saying, it is your naked body is obscene. Yeah. And it's not. And so we start this from this age of kids running around without their nappy on for the first time, all oh, Rudy Nudy, and the, the sort of ingrained kind of levels that it comes through all the way up to she was wearing a short skirt, that's why she was raped. I mean, that's where it comes from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and people can't, a lot of people can't see that linear, you know, because there's so many steps and so many levels that take mm. it from Rudy Nudy with your bum out running down the hallway to it, it, blaming someone for being attacked. But... You know the shame of nudity is is immense, and for women it's even more so than than men. You know we can't go topless. Mm. Female nipples are disgusting. All this sort of stuff. Well, a male nipple can be displayed on Facebook. Yes, and a female nipple cannot. Mm. Um, a male nipple can be pierced to display an advertisement for a piercing company. But a female, but a female, but a female nipple cannot. Which I think and when you really it actually think looks about it, yeah. the breast part, the tissue, the, the swollen lump on the chest is the only difference. Mm. So that really, to me, should be the, you know, when I was looking at the, you know, the, the pasties on the burlesque shows to cover up the nipples, I'm like, really? The nipples, just everyone's got a nipple. Surely they should be wearing, you know, like... You know, like the, the things with just the nipple showing because Cones. the nipples are just the same. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the I would actually find it quite interesting whether I could actually walk down the street topless. Well, I've had a friend who, who was post mastectomy from with scars, mm. like and like looking, you know, now with you know fake fake nails and you know culture beard, a little bit femi. <laughs> um, whether I would actually get in trouble. Mm. Well, I've got a friend who was mm. transitioning uh, female to male. And he was saying, you know, when, when do my breasts and my chest, when does that become acceptable? When am I suddenly okay to be topless on Facebook? When mm. I wasn't here because people thought, you know, identified as, um, identified me as female. Mm. And as I'm transitioning to male, where do my, where does my chest suddenly not become obscene? When it's, it's top surgery. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, just Post-top surgery ridiculous. usually yeah. is the... Is the case, mm. and it's it's but, removal. Oh, of I mean, the I know, the I know where, but that's yeah. more yeah. sort of yeah. more of a. Um, oh, it's the moral yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but the thing is, I think that it that it comes down to a, a, that you know, like it, it it is about like what we were initially getting into is about the the shame that gets put mm. into continually gets put into women's bodies. And one thing that I want to talk about after we listen to some more community announcements um, before, because I mean. Like we're we're getting closer and closer to the end. Um, is something else that I love the fact that you've got into, which is not talked about enough, um, is consent. Yeah, and and um, the thing is that we have so much we hear about sex parties um, for teenagers, and it scares me having mm. a teenager um, mm. and. 
there is so many of these things now and where does consent start where does consent stop and it's something that you do actually um make a very big part of in your book about saying no and the importance of saying no and you know for young women to be empowered about how important saying no is Mm. you are on joy (laughs) 94.9 joy's 2017 radiothon is on now and we need your support become a member or renew your membership and go in the draw to win our major prize a holden astra rs six-speed auto hatchback valued at over $27,000. Thanks to Holden, let's go there. Or one of two runner-up prizes. A MotoGP 2017 VIP experience, including a helicopter flight for two to the MotoGP at Phillip Island, with entry to the VIP hospitality lounge hosted by Mick Doohan. Or a Midsummer Festival 2018 VIP package, including VIP invites, passes to the 2018 festival and more. That's all thanks to Midsummer Festival. Sign up or renew your membership before June 30 for a chance to win. We still need joy, and joy still needs you. Your voice, your radio station. Head to joy.org.au now. Hey, I'm Ruby Rose, and you're with Sammy on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. That's right, you are on Joy 94.9 and uh, I am lucky enough to have just been handed a copy of A Teen Girl's Guide to Getting Off, signed by the author. So the first lucky Joy member to either SMS in on 0427 Joy 949 to email in on air at joy.org.au or phone 1300 Joy 949 with your current paid up membership number you will receive a copy of this wonderful book for yourself to have for your very own signed by the author as a special gift from the publisher Labouche Books. Thank you so much, Kale. It's my absolute pleasure. The story of this book has to get out there and if we yeah. have to give copies away, I'm very happy to do that. <laughs> um, you can also yeah. go and visit uh, Labouche Books on Facebook and also at your website. Labouchebooks.com. And you can also go and visit um, labouchebooks.com and visit there. And while you're there, go and check out some of Kale's very amazing, sexy, erotic oh, fiction. Um, and uh, can I just say, um, whew, uh, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Now, um, while uh, while we have been chatting and we have been doing lots and lots of chatting, we have uh, got some more messages in. We have got uh, a message in that says, so awesome to hear you back on the radio, beautiful, and interviewing two amazing ladies. Now, looking at that mobile number, that appears to be from my beautiful wife. Hi. Um, <laughs> uh, Mama D, you are all over at Great Tune too. That appears to be from our, our sister. sister. <laughs> The gorgeous Ange. Um, Andrea from Coburg says, Hi, Sammy, you have no idea how pleasant a surprise it was hearing uh, the intro from the wet spot. All my Joy 94.9 dreams came true, the return of wet spot. 
the both of you are right. Puberty is one of the most complicated times in a person's life. As simple or confusing it is for each individual, it is all so different. It is far more confusing when you have an intersex variant that becomes prominent as puberty starts. A book like this would have been invaluable to understand how to fit in and normalize my behavior and to hide my traits. Fabulous show. Thank you, Andrea. As wonderful as always to hear from you. Um, and we have a winner. Andrea has won the book. Yay. She's the first Woo-hoo. person in. Well done, Andrea. And Sonia says love having you back on air. It's really lovely to see Sonia too. Now, there's one thing that I want to do. I don't want to be remiss before we leave today is I want to thank you so much, Andrew Thorpe, for being my panel operator today. Now, not many people know, but I'm going to just tote his horn just for a second. When I first came to – Andrew was my program manager when I – Um, when the wet spot was first contrived and I first came to Andrew with this wild and wicked idea that I wanted to do a female version of the wet of the height of hide and seek and I went I want to be as down and dirty and wild as hide and seek and anyone else would have went yeah right Andrew was (laughs) like if anyone can do it I'm the one crazy enough to do it and he pushed for me to do it and here we are that's so, excellent. and uh, when uh, when Tennille said, I want you to come and do the show um, and said, we need someone to panel, he was the first person to go, I'll do it. So, yes, no, thank yeah, you thank so you, much, Andrew, Andrew for being in the studio. And he's, um, not many people can push my buttons. <laughs> but he does it so beautifully. I know. <laughs> if I'm going to fill, uh, if I'm going to fill... If I'm going to fill hide and seek's hole, yep, he's going to push your buttons. He's going to push my buttons. It's not very often Andrew Thorpe's going to push a dyke's buttons. I can just say. And and there's that famous down and dirty humour that we miss so much on Monday I nights. Know. <laughs> what is I it? Moist Monday? No, it's wild, wet, wet and wicked Wednesday. Wednesdays. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely is. Um, Andrea is very, very excited to hear. So, Andrea, that book will be available for you to pick up within the next week here at Joy 94.9. Now, um, so, Eva, this must be for you a great um, relief and culmination for you to actually see this finally in front of you and at print and, yeah. and to to <laughs> realise that like with all this time of Kale going to I want to do this, I'm going to do this and then all of a sudden for her to just go it's done. Yeah, look this All of a sudden <laughs> after 12 months, yes. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the word journey. I, I hate it. But this has been... That is so lesbian of you. Sorry sorry to all of my darling same-sex attracted women who identify as lesbian out there. All of you who know me know how much I love the word lesbian and how much I love lesbians. Andrew's putting his hand over his eyes going, we've just lost 3,000 listeners. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it was. It was. He's a, looking, it was a journey. Yes. Um, it was a journey, was wasn't it? Huge, because mm. I mean, I started it maybe five or so years ago. Yeah, um, sort of came up with the idea and started kind of scribbling it down. I was at uni at the time. I was studying 
writing. So I had all the resources. I had all the everything to do it. Um, and I'm an incredibly lazy person. And so in sort of two years of <laughs> Sorry, having... Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh there, darling. Um, you know, someone, I just, well, can I share had... with the listeners what, what I actually received 12 months ago? Can I share that with the listeners? Sure. Okay, so I, I received a Word document, unformatted. Yeah. All different fonts. Yeah. All over well, the place. Because it was written in and, whole, and all yet, different places and then copy-pasted into yes. itself. And yet I could see in that raw piece of coal an amazing brilliant diamond well because you said send me something and i said well it's all in bits i don't care just put it together <laughs> so you can't so there it. you go so i put it together and yeah um it it's it's very different from what it started i mean the the, the i guess the, the theme is the same the idea of a sex education book based on pleasure was sort of always the idea mm. um but it it grew into this sort of very personal story as well. There's lots of, you know, um, anecdotes about my own experiences. I think, you know, rereading it as I've been sort of rereading it since it's been in my hands, I'm like, oh, I should have talked about that. Oh, could have, there's a great story to fit here, you know. And so, um, second edition coming second edition. in a little while. Yeah, <laughs> but I think um, you've. Yeah, the the great thing is, is you've been able to pack it full of so much information and as we've gone through it through um, the launch and different interviews that it has shown you that there are other resources Mm. that are available and um, other ways that you and Labouche Books can work together. And I just want to thank both of you... (laughs) For coming in tonight, and I can't have I can't have thought of two more amazing women to spend um, my first hopefully show back here on Joy ninety four point nine, and to be able to celebrate International Women's Day twenty seventeen. Be bold for change here on Joy ninety four point nine, and um, and um, be here in the studio with me. Um, I just before we finish up the show tonight, I just want to be able to say that um, Joy ninety four point nine has always been an amazing place for me, and uh, the reason I haven't been around here and on air um, is f- for the last couple of years I've been battling stage three breast cancer, and it has been a very long hard road. Um, I've been through chemotherapy, um, double mastectomy, radiation and several other surgeries and I'm still in quite um, a lot of treatment and medications. So I am hoping to be a semi-regular figure, hopefully, around the station with the help of our amazing um, Joypack manager and our amazing program managers and general manager who's been an amazing support to me um, and also um, be able to do some work with our general manager on some women's engagement here at Joy who has always been um, uh, a personal goal of mine to keep women um, working here through Joy. Um, So I just want on International Women's Day for everyone to remember that it's more than just being bold for change. It's about Joy 94.9 is here as a safe space for women. It's a safe space for everybody. It doesn't matter how you identify. The wet spot is always here for people to 
be here to understand and no matter how you identify it's always for women who love to fuck women here on joy (laughs) 94.9 connecting representing celebrating joy 94.9 hi jason gibbs joy production manager it's radiothon time we still need joy and we need your support if you appreciate our free podcast service our voice for the lgbti community globally and the volunteers that make our service possible please sign up renew your joy membership or make a tax deductible donation before june 30 to keep our service possible you may win a prize head to joy.org.au and click on either the become a member or donate tabs to support us If you appreciate our podcast service, let us know in the comments section when making your donation. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them, at joy.org.au and on iTunes. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. 